All right, everybody. Hey, this is the fourth season of the WCHL podcast. I am Chris Perry, the WCHL commissioner. And on the other end of the line, we have our cohort in crime back for another year. He has signed on after deep negotiations with his uh, uh, with his agent, his podcast agent, Andrew. Andrew Majorkirth, please say hello to the masses, Andrew. I am here. How's everybody doing tonight, today, whatever you want to call it? You know, we'll let's we'll we'll, we'll hear uh, uh, some some tunes here in a second. But uh, I guess the biggest change for Andrew from uh, season one of Andrew's podcast to now is he is no longer in the laundry room. He's graduated. I've graduated. I am a big boy now. I am no longer sitting sitting in a lawn chair next to my washer and dryer. I have actually got myself up. You know, I've got a pod room here. I've Uh-oh. got. I'm no longer attached to my cell phone having to do this. I've got a real microphone with some real oh. snazzy looking headsets that I've got here. Oh, and I've got my I've got my beautiful windows to my office opened up on the front of the house with all my lights on so my neighbors can sit here and watch me in all of my glory. How about that? <laughs> they can watch the brilliance just ooze out of your ears, huh? They can. They can they don't even have to come <laughs> into the office with me. They can sit their lawn chairs on the sidewalk out front of my house and just tell that there's just brilliance and masterfulness <laughs> just flowing out of me in here. Excellent. It's a thing of beauty, Excellent. I tell you. <laughs> Excellence just oozing out of Andrew tonight. Well, hey, hold on. Yeah, Let's listen yeah. to the wild guitar. And then uh, we'll get back and we'll uh, get some more of Andrew's excellence as we get going here on uh, season four of the WCHL podcast. Hold on. Andrew, so uh, if, if any neighbors come by and knock on your door or knock on your window while you're oozing excellence into the microphone, please uh, let us know, okay, so that we can we can pause things. We can interview we can, them. <laughs> we, can, we can interview them. We'll interview them. We'll interview. We'll just we'll just open the door and we'll bring them in. And, come and come we'll on in, Andrew's them. neighbors. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's right. So back for another season of uh, WCHL hockey. Are you ready to get after well, it? We're back for more. You know what? I am ready. Suckers for punishment we are. That's, that's what this is all about. We are. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> yep. Well, we had, uh, as, as we mentioned on the little preview from last week, uh, we had this, a little bit of a change. Arkansas, we've gone from eight teams down to seven. The University of Arkansas has dropped their men's division one hockey program, and they're focusing on men's division three. They're going to play in the Southeastern Conference Hockey League, or SECHL, I think is what they call it. So uh, we wish Coach Galini and Coach Falls and all the Razorbacks, we wish them well. We thank them for a couple of years in the WCHL. And uh, I'm going to miss being able to go to Springdale and the Jones Families or the Jones Center for Families, I think is what it's called. Yes, that's, that's really too bad. I know uh, we talked a lot last season about it, and Arkansas was kind of one of my underdog favorite teams because, you know, it seems like they always showed up and played hard and put up a good fight night in and night out. And I thought they won some big games last season. And, you know, I think it was then that took Lindenwood to a one goal game late in the season. And we all know how dominant Lindenwood was last season. So yeah, kind of disappointing that they're out. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what they were going to do this season with us. That's right. But, uh, you know, it wasn't there. It wasn't my choice, nor was it theirs. They got kind of told to do so by the university. So, uh, Wish them nothing but the great success at men's division three, hopefully with some uh, players at, at the men's division one level, they should be able to, I'm not going to say dominate, but they should be able to have some success at men's three. So let's hope it works yeah, out for them. Hopefully they, hopefully they do well. That means uh, since we're down to eight, we're, uh, I mean, we're down from eight to seven. We're no longer having uh, an, a, an even number of games. Every team in the WCHL uh, now is playing, I think it's anywhere between 17 and 20 or 21 games. And so our, our, our conference champion will be decided by winning percentage as opposed to uh, points earned. Much We're going to do this season much like we did when Arizona State started up their NCAA program. We'll go, we'll limp along for a year with a seven. 
and then we'll uh, do it based on winning percentage. So there's something to look forward to. Yeah, it'll change it up a little bit this season. And uh, you know, I think it'll still be just as competitive, but just a little slightly different look to it. Yeah, it means I got to uh, learn how to count again. Take all my take my gloves and my socks off and get my fingers and my toes uh, ready to go so I can do some quick well, I was going to say, I was going to say, at the beginning of the season, you'll be all right. But, you know, come come Christmas time, you're probably going to have to take your shoes and socks off so we can get to 20. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> So, hey, uh, other uh, other new <laughs> happenings since last season. We have a coaching change. Um, it's kind of a, a rite of passage here in the WCHL that we have some coaching changes over the over the summer. But this year, it was only one team. Yep. The University of Colorado, uh, Coach Eric Ballard has left. He's now in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And then uh, the Buffs, they replaced Ballard with a fellow, uh, their Division II uh, ACHA coach, a guy by the name of Dan Sturgis. But then a couple of weeks ago, Danny Sturgis, he left uh, Colorado. He went back to Michigan State, which is where he played NCAA hockey. And he's now uh, earning the big bucks for the NCAA team. And they just announced, um, or in fact, it was yesterday, I think it was, when they made their selection. They've uh, selected a a fellow named uh, Benny Toller, uh, T-O-L-L-A-R, as their new head coach. So uh, we only have one new head coach. In the WCHL, he's up there at Colorado. Welcome, Benny Toller. There we go. Let's uh, welcome him, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, he can have some success this season here. He came. Uh, he came highly. I know. Th- I, I was. I'm not going to say I was involved, but um, I was one of the guys who threw out a whole bunch of names of uh, potential folks to the for the Buffs to look at, and. Um, after I talked with one of the former coaches there at CU, Jeff Neitenbach, he was the one who suggested Benny Toller and um, came highly recommended from uh, uh, Coach Neitenbach. So I, I'm glad to see that CU um, uh, found a, a coach and found someone who's uh, who's pretty good. Let's, I'm, I'm eager to I, – I just met him for the first time about yeah. uh, an hour and a half ago on the telephone. There so you go. Seemed like yeah. a nice guy. Uh, you know, he had, and we know you're the commissioner of commissioners and all of that, so you know we know you probably had a – your finger right in the middle of that hiring process. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, sure. you know me. Uh-huh. I'm sure the I'm sure the hiring process went right through uh, Norman, Oklahoma. There, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the bottleneck. Yeah, right here in Norman. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so that's that's good. That provides some continuity for some other teams at like Arizona State and Colorado State and Oklahoma, um, and obviously uh, the longtime coaches at Missouri State, uh, Central Oklahoma, and Arizona. Those everything stayed the same, so that's great. Now, in the whole ACHA men's division one, the landscape is changing as well. Last year, we played with 60 teams, and uh, this year, there are two new conferences, and I believe there are 11 new teams coming to men's division one. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. We have two new conferences, um, Midwest College Hockey, which is kind of based out of St. Louis. Um, that's going to have existing men's division one, uh, Illinois state, but Maryville university from St. Louis Midland from Nebraska, McKendree from St. Louis or suburban St. Louis, Northern Illinois from suburban Chicago and Waldorf from, uh, Northern Iowa. They're in forest city, Iowa. Those are the six teams in the MCH. And I'm also the commissioner of that conference. And I'll, I'll just tell you right now, there will not be an yes. MCH podcast. So. Um, well, we may, uh, we may have to throw some shade at those guys every now and then, depending <laughs> on if they, if we have some do-gooders over there or something, maybe. Yeah. Well, they get a loser of a commissioner. So, uh, over in Michigan, well, you know, yeah. yeah, over in Michigan, go ahead. See, I, I, I stopped you there. So you wouldn't rag on me there. Cause we, no, we, I was, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't agree more, but <laughs> <laughs> over in Michigan, we have the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. I, I so desperately want to call this the Worcester Athletic Conference, but they call it the WAC, the WHAC. There are seven teams there, um, uh, existing ACHA teams, Michigan, Dearborn, and Rochester College. Uh, they're going to be joined by Cleary, Indiana Tech, Aquinas, Lawrence Tech, and Concordia. Some of those teams were men's division two last year. Some of those teams were NAI last year. So seven teams in the WAC. And then we have one new team that's joining as an independent. That's Grand Canyon University out of uh, Phoenix. So with, uh, geez, there were, we had 60 teams. We had 11, there was going to be 12. 
Uh, but Lindenwood Belleville was supposed to join the MCH, uh, but uh, they moved up to a- ACHA Men's Division One, and then the school promptly shut the program down. <laughs> so, well, they, so there you go. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> welcome <laughs> right. to the big leagues. See you later. Don't let the door hit you. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that came as a shock. Yeah, exactly. So with uh, Belleville dropping and uh, with Arkansas dropping, we've gone from uh, 60 teams down to uh, we, we've improved to 70 teams. So the ACHA Men's Division One will have 70 teams and I believe it's eight conferences. So uh, not bad. Not bad for Men's Division right. One. I'm excited. That's not, that's not, yeah, not bad. That's a lot of teams. A lot of teams. A lot of teams. That's, that is a lot of teams. Yeah. Nationals will once again be held in Frisco, Texas, suburban Dallas. Um, it's going to be there in uh, late March of 2020. They just put out the new logo. Andrew, did you get a chance to look at the new logo for uh, I, 2020 you know, Nationals? I, I have seen the logo. They uh, got, some, uh, got some mixed feelings on it. I thought if anybody saw the logos and the production from Nationals this past season, I thought it was just knocked out of the park, home run. Thought the logo was great. The production, the arena looked great, I thought. So hope this logo will grow on us. But, you know, I thought last year's logo fit the Texas theme. So this one's maybe a little stripped down, but it'll it'll grow on us as we go throughout the season, right? It's going to have to grow on us because it's the logo. <laughs> that's, and there's that's, no, <laughs> we, I don't think we, that's, we don't have a choice. That's what we got. Yeah, that's what we got. Now, uh, you know, I'm a little biased um, because, you know, the past two logos have, I'm not going to say I drew them because I did not draw them, but I had a little bit of a hand in them. And I thought they were both pretty kick butt. The uh, the last logo from Columbus and the first logo for Frisco, this Frisco number two logo, it's nice. And that's about all I'll say about that. So, <laughs> um, so that's, but that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get down to, not eager to get down to Frisco, but uh, I'm glad to see that Nationals will be down there. And it's a great building and a great facility and a great event. And it's going to be wonderful yes. yet again. Yeah, no, I was I'm lots, lots of great people yeah. down there, and I thought last year was fantastic the way it the men's division one nationals went off. They've also just announced uh, recently, within the past week or so, that the nationals for twenty twenty one will be also held in late March. I think it's March twenty fifth through the thirty first. They're going to be held in suburban Boston uh, at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts. That has that is an eight sheet facility, Andrew. Eight How sheets. Can you imagine running a facility oh. with eight sheets of ice in it? So I I looked it up when I saw where it was going in twenty twenty one. Eight sheets of ice. Yeah. Um. What did it say? Over sixty five locker rooms in the facility. Oh. I was just. I was oh, like, oh that's like, oh my gosh, like uh, we were me and the me and the boys were talking about it at the rink. Um, yesterday, right? You have to have there. There's probably somebody there 24 seven running and cleaning and doing all that for eight sheets of ice. That is a, that is a massive facility. Massive facility and the ACHA is going to take it over. The plan is for all five divisions to play under one roof and get it all done in one week. Yeah. So right now, that? Nationals, the way the Nationals format is set up, it's it's at three different locations in Frisco, Plano, and McKinney, and it's spread out over 10 days. And it's using, what is it, one, two, three, five sheets of ice, basically, yep. but not all the time. This is going to be eight sheets of ice, eight sheets of ice all the time, all 72 teams. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It's going to be nonstop go. How about that for a logistical nightmare on whoever's having to plan that and put that together? Oh. Can you imagine eight eight sheets of ice, which means that there are 16 teams playing at any one time, which also means that there are 16 other teams that are either getting on or coming off the ice. So that's 32 yes. buses in that the same is, building, same parking lot. That's, oh, you know, wow. I, I, I hope that I can, I hope that I can make the trip because I would like to just see this all come together at once, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would like yeah. to go there because uh, 
uh, I'm being a kid from Boston, I would like to get up there and get some lobster rolls and some uh, fried clams and a, a grinder or 20. And yeah, to sit on the sidelines and just watch uh, the chaos unfold right in front of us. Hopefully yeah, you can, neither you or I will be drafted into action. <laughs> yeah, you can have all the clams and oysters and lobsters and whatever else out of the water you want. But I would like to go just to see all that work together. <laughs> just that would be crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 2022, I know that the Nationals, um, that, that they're talking with St. Louis for Nationals. I don't know if that's set in stone yet, but um, I think that's the that's kind of where, where the uh, target is setting on. So yeah. we'll see if it goes to St. Louis. There's also the possibility of changing around the format, at least for the men's division one side of things. I don't know how it's going to go for two or three or for the two women's divisions. Um, there's some chitter chatter going about um, with maybe expanding the field from 20 to 24. We'll see. Um, I, that hasn't been uh, nothing solid has been landed on there. And there's also, I know, a little bit of a, a movement afoot, if you will, to, uh, you know, right now we have the ACHA Nationals is put on by ACHA and it's all five divisions all at once. And I know there's a, a couple of folks that would like to see it go back to five different tournaments you know that each division basically controls their own tournament so so we'll see we'll see that's those are some possibilities uh for the future you know in terms of changing around the format expanding the uh, the field from 20 to 24 maybe going to st louis but also maybe uh who knows maybe just going to a permanent location for uh you know i don't know whether it's st louis or chicago or something uh, yeah. just having it in one place all the time i think you know i'm kind of a fan of especially with the division one, you know, we've got teams from the East coast to the West coast and, and all over the place. So I'm kind of a fan of switching the location up a little bit, you know, going a Western format or destination one season and then going an Eastern destination the next season and kind of split it up. So that maybe all of us Western teams aren't always having to travel so far and to get to nationals every year. Right. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I like going to new places and seeing different things, but yeah. uh, I'll just tell you, there's a lot of belly acres and moaners and groaners uh, up uh, up north and out east that um, you know think that they're uh, uh, think that nationals needs to be closer to them, and uh, uh, the folks out west they just need to uh, they made the choice to live out west, so they've got to suck it, yeah. and um, you know, so it's and they complain, you know, when the uh, when the shoe is on the other foot when. Nationals are in Boston and Arizona has to fly to Boston. Nobody blinks. Nobody gives a rip. But uh, when Nationals yep. are down in, in uh, Texas and Arizona can bust, all of a sudden, you know, all the crying towels come out. So, uh, yep. Yep. All those Eastern uh, teams. But yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big it. fan. Do of, as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Right. And we talked, we talked the other day. I'm kind of a fan of moving it to 24 teams for, for Nationals and maybe having those those last four teams playing each other or something for a to get into the to the actual tournament or something like that and then and then rolling from there but i uh yeah i don't know i don't i don't know how i i, I do know how i feel i i don't like the idea of expanding the tournament myself i i like it how it how it is at 20 and um you know <laughs> it's a it's been it's been uh, promoted to us as a 16 team tournament with four, uh, with a four team, with a, a four playing games. And I kind of like that. And so I, yeah, I don't think uh, the ACHA uh, should go to participation trophies and uh, no. everyone gets a medal. No. I, th I think if you're uh, one of the top 20 teams out of 70, then, uh, then you've earned it. You're there. And, yeah. Um, I'm kind of so that, that, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. If the, if the auto bids, I'm I'm totally on board. No auto bids. If if it's a twenty team nationals, I am on board. Top twenty, make it. But if you stick with the auto bids and all that, top twenty, and then your auto bids are the round out the other four teams or or something in that form or fashion, right? Then, yeah, I, I don't even mind the auto bids because you know teams are so good these days that. that if you're good enough, you don't really need the auto bid, right? Arizona didn't yeah. need the auto bid this year. They, yeah. they were top they, 10 to begin with. Central Oklahoma, they, Arizona State, years past, they haven't needed it. So Yeah, take your, take I, your top I'm 20. I'm okay leaving the auto bids in there. 
Yeah. I'm, there you go. Because like, well, cause like, look yeah. at last year, you know, um, who was it? Colorado was just on the outside looking in because they got yep. bumped out because of an auto bid team. You know, then you're looking, you've there got you a, go. a Buffalo or a Drexel that's, you know, a 30th place team, ranked team or a 40th ranked team, whatever, whatever a couple of those teams were that, you know, kudos to them. They made the trip. They got there. They won their league. They made it to nationals. Were they a better team? Were they more deserving than a team like Colorado that's played in a tough division all season long and missed it by one spot and got bumped by a 35th place team? I don't know if that's really, I don't know if that's really fair in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. To their credit, those teams that uh, Drexel, who was at Drexel, Buffalo and Robert Morris, Pennsylvania, they played yeah, well. They did. Uh, they didn't come and stink the place out, but um yeah, are they any more deserving than a Colorado or yeah, who knows? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, because there's a couple teams so, right there that were close that just got caught on the outside looking in that I thought were yeah probably a little bit better teams that would have that would have may or may not have made a little bit more of a stink down there. Yep, but you know those teams they had to win a conference or a playoff or something, whereas uh, you know Colorado just kind of to use them as an example there were two other teams that got bumped and i forget who it was colorado it was at syracuse and somebody else yeah i don't remember um, they yeah they but you know the, those teams they needed to win you know two or three more games and boom they wouldn't have been in that position so yeah uh, so yep. I, I don't I'm, I'm i like the format how it is but i also get that uh you know change is uh it's always good to look at the possibility of changing and let's let's you know you don't want to get stagnant, but you also, I, I sure don't want to change just for the hell of it. So that's just, yeah. if it works, stick with it. Right? I've been told I'm difficult. Yeah. I've been told I'm difficult to work with. So uh, who knows? No, I wouldn't know. <clears throat> I just don't I like have, change. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since uh, over the, over the summer at the uh, <laughs> national meetings in uh, uh, Florida in May, the university of Arizona out of the Western collegiate hockey league, they were the, winner of the men's division one community service award and they also won the overall acha community service award um so they uh congratulations to the wildcats for their yeah. charitable uh, work and all the charitable contributions they they did i know they've had some game nights down there they had um they did some work for the ronald mcdonald house they had some uh, humane society stuff going on i think you know the, you bring your dog to the game and uh I know they auction off a bunch of jerseys. Some they do an annual pink in the rink with some pink jerseys uh, for some uh, supporting some cancer uh, um, uh, charitable organization. So great for uh, U of A. Great for Coach Berman and in the Wildcats. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I think that's a, it's 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 pretty damn good. Yeah, I think that I think that speaks volumes for for all those guys there. There, that's a class act over there, and uh, like I said, speaks well for Coach Berman and all of his other coaches and office staff and volunteers that all make that thing a go and put the time and effort into it. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I thought it was when I saw that on the sheet earlier today, I was like, you know what, that's, that's kind of refreshing to see some good news from, from some guys that we know and have, have seen and all that to have some good news come out of something. I thought that was, I thought that spoke volumes for those guys. Well, you know, especially in this day and age, and I know that this probably isn't the, the case with the 11 listeners to our podcast, but you know, <laughs> the, the, the younger folks, the millennials these days, they tend to be self-absorbed and, you know, focused on Instagram and Snapchat and all sorts of other things. And they're not focused on anything but themselves. And it's yes. good for, uh, for U of A and for this program to remember and not uh, remember others and not be full of themselves. And, uh, uh, you know, this is, we're, we're, we're all just pieces in a big cog and a big machine here. And it's good for them to, uh, to help out and to, uh, not think so much of themselves as, as in, in focus on helping others. And they do, uh, they did a, a pretty damn good job of it. Uh, they, they do a good job of it every year, but especially this past year, they did a great job of it and they were recognized as such. And I thought that was yeah, pretty no, uh, awesome. I think it's the second time in three years but they have won the men's division one award and it's, I think it's the first time and might be the first time they've won the overall community service award for the entire organization of 530 teams. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that, that speaks volumes for, uh, for how coach Berman runs things. And it's just a, a total class act in my opinion. There you go. Well, there, there needs to be more of it. 
There needs to be more right. of it uh, from from all organizations, um, not just uh, you know, and and not just hockey. There needs to be more right, right. tolerance. And here, here you go. I'm getting on my soapbox. This is me being difficult to work with. Now, so. <laughs> no, <I'll> quit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, we, we also had some uh, some policy changes come out of the meetings uh, in Naples. Uh, this really won't. This is kind of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, it's not going to affect any of the fans, but um, all the every coach in the ACHA, if you're on the bench, you need to be working towards getting your USA Hockey coaching certification. There are five different levels. Um, levels one, two, and three are fairly easy to achieve, but they're they have to be renewed. Levels four and five are the top and once you achieve one of those you're, you're you it's a lifetime achievement yep and uh most everybody uh usa hockey wants to make sure that um that if you're coaching in the acha that you are qualified and that you're working towards your certification if you're a, a one or a two you're working towards a three if you're a three you're working towards a four if you're a four you're working towards a five yeah nothing. um we yep go ahead well, I was going to say, I think it, I think it's a good idea and uh, not really for the fans and all that, but behind the scenes, it just provides a little bit of transparency. So we know who's who and who's coaching these guys and, and all of that. Right. Well, you know, it, it lends some credibility because you know that the coaches are good coaches if they've got right. a level, yeah. uh, you know, a certain certification level, as opposed to just, you know, pulling a stupid podcaster off of the microphone and saying, Hey, stand behind a bench and look impressive. Yeah. Stand back there and, and smile pretty. Uh, that, that's been known to happen once or twice. I've uh, <laughs> someone has asked me to coach the D, and I'm like, "Oh, geez, I have I can't even spell D, let alone coach it." Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, there's a there's a, a program called uh, Safe Sport. It's run by the United States Center for Safe Sport, and uh, it's now it the ACHA was uh, participating in it, um, and it was like an every other year type of a thing that you had to do. Now it's every year, and all coaches and all staff that have daily contact or regular frequent contact with the team needs to participate in safe sport. Um, and I can just tell you, Andrew, that a lot of that just comes from stuff right out of the news with uh, USA hockey. I mean, with USA gymnastics and that Dr. Nasser, they want to make sure yep. that, um, that there's no funny business going on between uh, anybody in a position of authority um, and any um, uh, player. Uh, taking advantage of whether it's male, female, uh, you know, any, any of that kind of stuff. They want to no bullying, no abuse, no, whether it's sexual abuse or physical or mental or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I am, I am 100% on board with this. I think it, I think it opens up an avenue for victims to speak up that otherwise may not have had an avenue to speak up and, helps protect them right it's you know uh back i want to say back in january the u.s figure skating had a big deal where a former pairs uh, champion had a safe sport thing uh claim filed against him and it didn't you know i don't know if anybody's familiar with it but it didn't turn out very well and uh but you know it gave those people an avenue and a and an outlet to say hey I've, there's been some wrongdoing been done and who knows if that wasn't there, maybe those people wouldn't have spoken up and, and gotten some truth out there. Right. That's right. It, well, it, it, it provides some cover and some, uh, um, support, if you will, for everybody, whether it's the, the player or the, you know, the, the team member, however you want to call it, the coaches, the administration, the overall organization, in this case, uh, the ACHA and USA hockey, because you're you're taking as much effort as you can, short of holding somebody's hand, um, to you know do things the right way. So it's um, I, I know from firsthand experience in my time, my short stint as the interim executive director, I can tell you that um, the ACHA and USA Hockey both take these safe sport um, violations or not violations, but reportings extremely seriously, and um, I, I think they're beyond fair in terms of uh, the process of uh, investigation. And I've been involved in some where some action was immediately taken and I've been involved in some where, um, you know, an investigation happened and it found out that there was really nothing to be concerned with. 
Um, yeah, that's so that's that's what it's there for. And so it's yeah, uh, I think it's a I think yeah. it's a step in the right direction. Well, and uh, that means that you, since you're hanging around the Oklahoma staff all the time, you're going to have to do the safe sport. So uh, good luck with that. And well, um, yeah, I know my, my days are numbered, I guess. <laughs> Your days are not you. You'll be a full-time <laughs> podcaster. I'm so sorry, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch from Live Barn, I guess. <laughs> what, what that what that also means is in the ACHA, they created a policy. Um, 17-year-olds, anybody who's a minor cannot play hockey in the ACHA. And that's just a policy that was enforced because if you have a minor on the on your roster, not only do the coaches and the staff and the team trainers and the equipment managers and the podcasters have to take safe sport, but every single person on the team, uh, the, all the, the other rostered team members also have to participate in safe sport. And that's, um, that can be a daunting task. So yeah, just, uh, in, in, and I think Andrew, what we found out from looking in the ACHA rosters that there were like, I think there was a total of six, 17 year olds on all the rosters so it wasn't really affecting many many people yeah so you're not affecting the masses but not a it's not a bad not a bad movie there i don't think it it alleviates a bad situation from having the potential to happen right yep 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 that's the that's the truth and it's all we're all about trying to keep people safe and making the the game safe but also uh that's not only on the ice but also off the ice so uh, anyway, so so those were some recent USA Hockey in uh, ACHA policy changes happened over the summer. It's been an uneventful summer, other than all of that that we talked about for the last thirty minutes, huh? Yeah, yeah. How about that new pod room? Coaches in, coaches out. Yeah, holy smokes! Yikes. Nationals, terrible logos. Nationals, yikes! <laughs> yeah. So logos hey, that need take, to grow on us. Yeah, logos that really need to grow on us. Logos that Ray Charles would not approve of. I'm telling you. Jeez. <laughs> hey, uh, let, let's do this. Let's take a quick intermission break, and then we come back. Let's uh, talk about the Western Collegiate Hockey League in in specifics, not just in general anymore. Let's get Andrew's thoughts on uh, where he sees the league. Hold on. Here's intermission. Andrew, we are back. Let's, you know, that was all the ACHA stuff. Let's yeah. talk now about the WCHL. Let's get into the boys the specific here. teams. And here, here's what I'm interested in. I realize that it's late August. Schools just started for most of these teams. Um, tryouts are going on. If, if they haven't just completed, they're in the midst of it. Some teams like Arizona hasn't even had their tryout yet. Yeah, that, I think that's they rough. have their tryout in two or three weeks, that's which rough. is wild for them. But uh, let's go through it team by team and tell me what you think. Tell me what you know. Tell me what you're uh, guessing. And well, let's, no. uh, then we'll get some predictions from you. But what, what well, do you? Well, let's just let's see. What, what are you what are you trying to get out of me here? Because I know uh, that, you know, I'm around the Oklahoma team all the time. And I also know that well, you I'm, I'm, just finished up a uh, conference call with all the coaches in the WCHL. So yeah. has one of these guys put you up to. Uh, Seeing what's going on behind the closed curtains here at Oklahoma, or, or what? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, yeah, they're all worried about it. Everyone's worried about Oklahoma, yeah, Andrew. I figured, <laughs> I figured they were. No, <laughs> Let, we're, hey, we're we're trying to mine your little uh, peanut up there between your ears. Let's get some any tidbits of knowledge of teams, coaches, or players that uh, Andrew Majorkirth might yeah. have uh, over the summer. And let's just start with the top. Let's start with the Arizona Wildcats. What do you think? Well, so. They had a, I thought they had a great season last year. Probably not uh, what they were looking for when they made it to nationals. You know, they just with talking to Coach Berman, you and I, we figured out that they made it to Frisco via El Paso because of a bad turn in the yeah. middle of, in the middle of the night by the busy, and uh, so that made it a bad trip right <laughs> off the get go. And uh, probably probably wasn't exactly what they were looking for when they made it to nationals, right? So. 
I think uh, well, I know they had a disappointing performance. They did. They did a very, very disappointing performance for them. But uh, not talking to those guys and not seeing those guys, I would, I would think that all the returners that have that taste in their mouth from from that performance, that's probably going to provide a little bit of uh, motivation for this season coming up. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I would, know they got a bunch of returners. Yep. What is yep. it? Uh, Churro and the Baileys and. All of them, so yeah, I ex- I expect for them to uh, come in like a wrecking ball. Well, that, that that's that's just it. They're bringing back Cusinelli. They're bringing back um, uh, Bailey Marshall along with his brother. I think it's uh, Dawson Marshall. Um, Coach Barman's coming back. They've got Anthony Churro back in net. I think they're you know the issue with Arizona is gonna. It's the same issue this year as it has been in years past, which is ice availability at the Tucson Convention yeah. Center. Uh, while most teams have started up uh, uh, tryouts, U of A is they're going to have to get on a bus and go up to somewhere in Phoenix to grab some ice because I don't think the ice is actually going into the TCC until later in September. So that, that's rough. Yeah, that's that's a that's a rough way to start the season. So I, I they they've got a heck of a team. They've got some uh, you know they won the conference last year fairly uh, fairly easily. Uh, I'm not going to, I shouldn't say fairly easily. They won the conference convincingly. Let's say that it was a hard fought yeah. season, it was. Um, but they, it was. they, they fought yeah. it out of UCO pretty well. They're, exactly. So it wasn't easy, but it was just, they, it was a convincing, I think they ended up winning it by three or four games. Of course, then they go down yeah. to Frisco and just get totally blitzed by uh, Liberty. What was it? Seven to two. I think it was. Liberty two, just two, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Liberty's a, a perennial underperformer at Nationals, so that was a real surprise. Liberty showed their true colors uh, uh, the next day when they uh, lost. I guess they, they they made it close at the end uh, with Linda Wood, but uh, I think they were getting blown out like four to nothing, four to one at one point before Linda Wood decided yeah, to have a brain fart. But uh, you know anyways, you, Arizona, I, I, they're going to be good. Chad Berman's still the coach. They're, they're yeah. going to be good. Yeah, they've returning all the core the core pieces to the puzzle for them and and if they if they add any any pieces at all they'll be I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with this season coming up all right well Andrew let's go up I-10 and uh, tell me what you think is happening or going to happen there with Arizona State what do you hear Arizona State so my the rumor mill that I hear is they've got some stud players that may be coming in that may be on the roster and uh, if they have this handful of stud players, that they're going to be dangerous is what I'm hearing. So I'm hearing that they're going to be really good with some of these kids they've got coming in. I haven't heard uh, any specifics, but just kind of generalities, and uh, they may surprise a few people this year. Yeah, I heard that they just had their training camp. I was talking to Coach Green. He said they had 128 kids come out to their tryouts. That's <laughs> that's a lot of kids, and it that's a lot of kids, and you and it makes you wonder because you know it's with the NCAA D one team, you know they've got Austin Matthews wearing releasing jerseys for them, and they're kind of in your face with all their jerseys and logos and all of that, and it makes you kind of makes you wonder if that's not helping out huh. with the ACHA side of it and getting kids attention and getting them out there and all that, so. Don't you know? Don't you know? They're, uh, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that that kind of stuff is helping. So, yeah, I've heard the uh, they're going to have some good players. They've got some uh, uh, – Bronson Moore was their go-to goaltender last year, and I understand that they have a, uh, another goaltender who's going to come in or who has come in that's going to give uh, Moore a run for his money. So competition is always good, keeps everybody sharp. Yeah. And uh, I understand they've got some uh, some players – um, that have uh, not only some transfers from NCAA Division Three, but also some uh, high quality kids that are just coming in as freshmen. So uh, I'm I'm expecting some. Uh, yeah, I I would tend to agree. Arizona State sounds like a sleeper. Yeah, uh, they could be a sleeper. They could uh, they could be dangerous this season. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of sleepers, this team is never a sleeper because they're just perennially very very good. Tell me about Central Oklahoma. Central Oklahoma. They uh, so I, I've uh, heard that they have Alex Henry back in nut for his fifth year. Wow, wow. Uh, they they he's a stud. They lost our. Uh, he, he's he is good. They uh, 
our boy, uh, who was it, Dan Roth in Formosa, they're, they're gone. So that's two key pieces to their puzzle for those guys. And uh, as much as we like our, our boy, Donnie Danroth, He's gonna be a, he's gonna to be tough to replace up there, right? He yep. he was a role player. He knew his role, and he was very good at it. He was uh, love him. Yep, love him or hate him, right? <laughs> he's 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 that kind of guy that if he's on your team, you love him, and if he's not on your team, you hate him. Um, talented kid, but uh, yeah, Ooh. he's he's toast. He's he's no longer he's out of ACHA eligibility as is uh, Formosa. So there's a lot of scoring that's left the Broncos. There's also a lot of penalty minutes that have left the Broncos. Um, I think, and I think it was you that ran into Dan Ross' mother at nationals, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I did. And, and after the conversation, we're not even sure if his own mother really likes him or not. <laughs> no, so, no, quit that. Stop that. No, <laughs> of course she. Well, yeah, but, I'd say that. No, we. Don, that was we, Andrew we love... Major Kurth that said that. That was not me at yeah. all. I know your mother yeah. loves you. That was Andrew, the Oklahoma yeah, fan. Yeah, but... But no, you always it's it's all in good good fun, right? You always like having those guys on other teams that that get under your skin and and irritate you, and and you love to hate them, right? And that's what that's what makes this all fun. He was a hell of a. I mean, Dan Roth was a hell of a player. He can uh, he was a magician with the puck on he, the. He was good. Yeah, and so uh, he, I think Central Oklahoma is going to be young. Um, they've got some solid recruits. I know they had a kid that transferred in from Lindenwood at the semester last year who played one game before getting injured. Um, so he'll be back. Uh, Dominic Colbeans, he should be a good little player. But um, they've also, I think I, if I read it right, on one of their social media postings, they have like uh, eight or nine uh, new recruits. So they'll be young, but they'll be uh, very good. And obviously with Coach McAllister there, he, you know, young or old, he gets the best out of, uh, out of what he has. So it might be... The, the season might be yeah. up to a rough start, but I think by the time it gets around to nationals, they'll be uh, they'll be a, a salty seasoned team ready to go make a deep run. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they've got a couple question marks back in net there that they'll probably fix come by Christmas time. And I've also heard that they've had a pretty good uh, recruiting season with their assistant coach uh, Rivera on getting that El Paso. The uh, rhinos trained headed north up to uh, UCO for them. So <laughs> anybody that's fami- familiar with El Paso, they're always they always field great teams. So I'm sure they're having. I'm sure they'll have a great class of recruits coming in. Colorado is the next team. You can tell we're going in uh, alphabetical order here, Andrew. I'm I'm very pedantic about that. Um, they have a new coach that we just talked about, Benny Toller, uh, Eric Ballard, who uh, brought in a lot of good recruits and a lot of great success to the Buffs, is gone. He's now in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, tell me what you think of the buffs. Uh, you know what? I, I think that there is, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of question marks that surround the buffs right now. You know, they, I think they're coming off kind of a underperforming season. And in, in my opinion, uh, their, their roster and their talent was way better than what their final result finished up. So, so hopefully the hopefully the new coach, Coach uh, Taller, can can write the ship and get those guys to perform to their uh, peak level. His, um, I don't think there's any question that there's a lot of talent up there on the CU campus. I think Coach Taller's biggest, and, and it's not just Coach Taller, but any coach there at CU, their biggest obstacle that they're going to have to overcome is motivating the kids to play all year long. Um. The, yes, my experience with uh, kids at, at CU Boulder is that they're, um, you know, that um, they they want to experience college and they want to not only, you know, hockey yep. is a part of it. It is not all the end all be all. And I'm not saying it should be. I, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a well-rounded life, but this is ACHA men's division one. And if you want to go to nationals, you've got to put in the effort and, uh, you know, make some sacrifices and the teams that get there yep. make those sacrifices and put in that effort. And the teams that don't, don't. And so I think that's going to be Coach Toller's yeah, biggest uh, obstacle is to motivate the kids to make those sacrifices and put in that effort. Yeah, if you can, if you can get those kids to buy in to to what you're doing and go in the right direction, I think I think he'll be all right. If uh, if they don't buy in, it could uh, it could be wild up there. Who knows? 
There you go. Well, let's go up uh, I-25 here just a little bit to my second favorite place in all the world, Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado State Rams, they've got some stability <laughs> there. Coach, I think this is the first time in four or five years that they've kept the same coach. So uh, I could be wrong on that. There maybe. you go. Who knows? I forget how long Jeff Degree was there. Uh, but talk to me. Tell me what you think's going on with the Rams up there. They, uh, well, I don't know. What do you think? The, uh, I don't really, don't really know much about them. I was, they were kind of, they were kind of in the same boat, in my opinion, as Arkansas last year, where you know I thought they, I thought they played some great games and and really tested some teams and and even won some games that they probably shouldn't have. Then they turn around and they and they lay some goose eggs also. So uh, I think they'll be that same kind of team this year, where you know if you're if you're not ready to play and if you don't show up that night to play, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna get beat. Well, yep. Um, they have a capable goaltender in Joe Morgan. Yeah. He can steal a game uh, when he's on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have a, a bunch of players that need to. Uh, well, they don't need to do anything, but if they want to have some success, you know, they'll, they'll they'll need to play a little bit harder. They need to find some scoring. I think that was one of their big issues. Yeah, yeah, that's one of their big issues is just scoring. But yeah, it's. I think they'll be a hard nosed team like what they were last year and. Uh, I'm excited to see if they can continue. That's that. right, Coach Weeks gets. Uh, you know, he. I thought he did a pretty good job with uh, with the quality of players that he had, and uh, I know they're having tryouts right now. So I'm I'm kind of excited to uh, see what kind of uh, roster the uh, uh, the Rams put together and uh, see who's there and who's not. They lost some big guns, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they have. Other than uh, they're they're they pretty good little goaltender Joe Morgan. All right, we're almost. Yeah. We're, hold on, Andrew. We're almost there to the O's. So we got one more team to get to before you get, get your <laughs> pom poms out. Talk to me about Missouri State. Oh boy, I'm ready. Missouri State. I thought they. Uh, you know what? The end of last season, I thought out of all the teams that made nationals out of the WCHL, they had the they had the best showing. No doubt about it. I think I think they are. Uh, I think they're very well coached and. I don't excite. I would uh, expect to see them towards the top of the uh, leaderboard at the end of the season with the WCHL. I would, I would see them putting some pressures on uh, the Arizonas and the UCOs and all of that that you know are going to be at the top of the heap. I uh, I see Missouri State being right there, pushing them and putting some heat on them. And you know, if one of those teams opens the door and lets Missouri State in, I could see them sneaking no in doubt, there. No doubt about it. I think Missouri State has a has a huge upside. Great, uh, great program. A lot of great support, and uh, they found themselves a goaltender last year. Was it Shuck, Brendan Shuck, um, who yep. played well at nationals? He they they came out and they kicked the uh, the snot out of Buffalo, and then they gave Adrian a run for their money. I think it was a one to nothing game, probably one of the better games yes, of, the, uh, of the tournament. And uh, as I say, I think we sat up there in the in the suites and watched that one. That was a that was a fantastic game. We sat we we sat yes we did sit up there in the privileged yeah. suites. Thank you, we Andrew. We yes. didn't sit with the commoners. That's right. <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. All eleven people listening now hate us. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Here, here I am talking about privileged and uh, elite, and uh, you know, kids that uh, you know these, these millennials that think they have you know everything should be handed wow. to them. You know, participation trophies and and trying to say no, 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 no. We need to work hard and you know, put yeah. your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. yeah, we were up in the snotty yeah, section. We were, you know, while while everybody else was. Uh... Eating chili dogs and and cold French fries and all that, we were up there enjoying filet mignons and and succulent t bones and and all of this, right? <laughs> Having grapes fed yeah, to us, yeah. yes, being fanned yeah. while working. All the, yes, that all was the, the endless yeah. supplies of ice cream coming in that we could just gorge ourselves on, right? It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was exciting. Here's- you're such a jerk. <laughs> All right, here we are. We finally made it to the O's. Well, here we are. Get your pom poms out. Tell us about your favorite team. Well, you know, I I've been around these knuckleheads for about a oh, about a week now, and uh, yeah, you know, it's the first week of hockey, right? It's the 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 kids that you know do what they do what they do, right? And uh, with a couple couple young kids that I've seen that showed up for tryouts that were kind of a surprise, you know. 
seeing them in the locker room, you're like, ah, whatever, and get on the ice and they, they can perform. So, you know, they, they didn't lose much last year. They bring a pretty solid core of players back. And most of these kids have played with uh, Coach Berge in some in some junior levels and stuff like that. So they know Josh and coming into a second season with him, they kind of know his system and his expectations. And uh, he is he's I know he's added some coaching to practice and all that to help out with some systems and and all of that just being there seeing it so i think they're i think they're going to be all right i think the boys will be in the thick of it and uh like i said i think they'll i think they should be at the top of the pile and and kind of pushing those top level teams the arizonas and ucos i think they'll be right there pushing along with them and should be exciting Andrew, all I know <laughs> is about Oklahoma is that they have a goober as a semi assistant equipment manager, namely you. But their but their director of ice procurement and is awesome. <laughs> what now what is awesome about uh, the Oklahoma hockey program is their killer website. They have a <laughs> wonderful website it, right now. It is great. If uh if you're listening, please go to ouhockey.com <laughs> right now and check it out. It's it's something to die it for. Is. It's awesome. It is the real impressive. Yeah, yeah. the uh, uh, it's it's good stuff. Put your pom poms yeah. away. It is good stuff. Yeah, it's great stuff. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, last year the uh, the WCHL Arizona finished at the top, followed by uh, UCO. It came in number two. Missouri State was number three. Andrews Oklahoma Sooners were finished fourth. Fourth in real life, but in his mind, they finished first. That's right. Um, Colorado came in fifth. CSU was uh, sixth. Arkansas, who's gone now, but they finished seventh. And Arizona State was number eight. So, Andrew, now I'm going to put you on the spot here. This is, we'll call this Andrew's way too early. Western Collegiate Hockey League 2019-2020 predictions. Who do you think, and the reason I'm asking you this, Andrew, I'm going to ask you, who do you think, how is it going to turn out? Who's going to give me one through seven? But the reason I'm asking you is this time last year, you correctly picked Arizona to to win the WCHL. And you were, I made fun of you. I made fun of you. I gave you a hard time. But at the end of the year, you were able to rub it in my face and tell me that you are the Nostradamus of the WCHL podcast. You were... And I was the Nostradamus of the WCHL podcast. You you made it, and I didn't. So it was, you know, it, here I am. It, it was very, it was very, very nice sitting at nationals with you as Coach Berman walks up and you know shakes my hand and says, you know, thank you for your unbridled support of my team this season for picking us to win the WCHL. He said, all the while, the pessimist that you sit with laughs at you and says you're wrong there's no way that we're going to do it he said you have you had our unbridled support this whole season and we appreciate that so you know it was, that was kind of nice for you to have to sit there and listen to for a while but yeah god you're 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 so full of it <laughs> all right well hey quit quit pumping yourself oh, up yeah. here give all us right. give us andrew way too early wchl predictions who's going to finish Start start at the bottom. Start at number seven and entice us all the way to number, number one. S- Who's going to? Number seven. Yep. I am going the University of Colorado. Really? Okay. Interesting. You... All right. Number six, I am going Colorado State. Ooh. The 970 does not, and the 303 does not appreciate Andrew right <laughs> now. I'm so sorry, guys. I'll send you my hate mail address shortly. I'll tweet it out. <laughs> <laughs> Number yeah, <laughs> number five. Number five. I am going to Arizona State. Really? I am. Wow, interesting. Buying the hype. Okay. Number four, the University of Central Oklahoma. No, oh, really. I am. Okay, I see where this is going. I am. Uh oh. I hope everybody else can get their drums out because they know where this is going. Number three, I am <laughs> going Missouri State. Wow. Okay. Number two, I'm going. Nope. The yeah. University of Oklahoma? No. Okay. All right. Well, there's hey. – see, I thought you were going to say Oklahoma number one. No, no, no. And then at the uh, at the top of the pile, I, uh, I'm going with the repeat champion of the WCHL, the Arizona Wildcats. 
Look at you, Arizona. Well, see, that will work for me because that means I don't have to bring a trophy out there again since it'll already be out there. I hope those guys have destroyed um, that trophy from last year, celebrating so much with it. <laughs> I, I hope you have to buy a whole brand new one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I might. We'll see. I might. We'll uh, I'll have to find out. Maybe those handles are disappeared or gone or something. And if, and if All Oak- right, so Andrew's way too early WCHL predictions, Arizona to win it, followed by Oklahoma which I think is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, Missouri State, UCO, Arizona State, Colorado State, and Colorado finishing number seven. Yeah. And I I, I can't – this is just me, Andrew. I would – you know, I don't have a horse in the the fight. I'm the commissioner. I'm supposed to stay neutral. But I would say my top three would be Arizona, Missouri State, and Central Oklahoma, not necessarily in that order. Yeah, no, in no certain Um, order. But – yeah, but I, I I get it though that you have to shake the pom poms and promote the crimson and cream. That's so, right. Uh, That's right. Or else you'll get fired. So but I haven't, and I don't know if Coach yeah. Berman listens to this this little debacle that we do all the time. But but if he is listening, yeah. I last time oh, I we're sorry. Yeah, we're I yeah we're sorry for that. And uh, I am also last time we talked, he said something about sending me gift cards if I kept picking him number one in this. And I haven't gotten it. Oh, quit this, <laughs> okay. Andrew. Quit begging. This is this is beneath you. Quit it. God. The, uh, All right. No. Hey, hold the folks. Hold, 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 Andrew. Hold stop. Hold on. <laughs> Let's take a quick. Let's hear a horn. Let's hear a quick break. There Andrew, compose yourself. Reg- please regain your composure. Get, get myself beggars. back together, right? <laughs> yeah. Please come on. Hold on. Here's a horn. <laughs> All right, Andrew. No solicitations allowed. That's that was that's a penalty. All right, no more solicitations. That was almost a major penalty. We had to call on you. We almost had to put you in the box. (laughs) All right. So, but Uh, good times. Good times. I'm going to put you on the spot, though. Okay. So you gave me your way too early WCHL predictions. Now I'd like your final four ACHA. Who was going to be in the final four at nationals for all of the ACHA? And I realized that no, we haven't even played a game yet. So we're just going based on rumors, last season's performance, basically, uh, you know, historical context of how teams are, how, you, how who you like, who you don't like. Who do you think is going to be in the okay. final four? You give me your four and then I'll give you my four. My final four. I'm going to throw in there. I don't think you can steer wrong if you throw Lindenwood into the mix. Okay. The uh, I don't think you could steer wrong if you threw Minot State into that mix. The defending champions. That's a very smart call right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little Adrian action and followed up with maybe Ohio. Maybe I don't know. Ohio with the brand new coach at Ohio. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. When I think about it, I'm kind of torn between Ohio and uh, Iowa State. You know, it's kind of a, Oof. kind of a strong resemblance of uh, of nationals, the Final Four at nationals last year. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think those, from what I saw, those teams were very well coached and uh, performed very well. So I don't know if uh, you should really pick against those guys right now, right? Well, I, I think you've got uh, three of the four pretty solid. I think. Um, the, it's, it's the fourth choices that I'm going to, uh, question you with my final four. I'm going to have, uh, I have Michigan Dearborn, uh, and you're, I know that's led by your friend, um, the ACHA uh, men's division one coach of the year, Chris Haltinner. Um, you got to know him yeah, at nationals. Him, yeah. So, uh, I'll have, um, for my final four, I'll have Michigan Dearborn, Lindenwood, Adrian, and Minot State. I think it's hard to pick against the champs. However, I will say from, since I'm the Western Collegiate League, uh, Hockey League Commissioner, I think some combination of, uh, as a dark horse, I think some combination of Missouri State or Arizona might get in there too. I think they've got a good chance. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I like, I like that prediction. All right, and so in the championship game, I'll go first since I made you go first on the final four here. I'm going to have Dearborn versus Lindenwood in the championship game, and I'll say the Fighting Zombos come out on top. So I've got oh uh, boy, yeah, I know it. That's it's, it's, that's low hanging fruit. That's an easy pick, right? Everybody goes with Lindenwood since yeah, they're that, such beasts throughout the season. All right, so, right, right, uh, and I'm yeah, and I'm kind of right there with you. I'm I'm going Lindenwood Minot. Lindenwood Minot, and who's taking it? 
Yeah. I'm going to say uh, just I'm going to say Lindenwood's going to take it this this season. So no repeat champion. Both of us have picked Lindenwood. That's no fun. We went all this way and we have the same damn pick. I don't know. Uh, as, what a, as much as we like to argue about it, right? <laughs> what, what, what a suboptimal podcast this is. This is just terrible. Ah, it is. We should have put some more it thought is. into it. I should have. I thought I should have thrown something crazy out there, right? Well, you did by putting Ohio out there. They've got a brand new coach, Kid Dynamite. Sean Hogan is gone, and they've got uh, Cole Bell, who used to be at Jamestown. Now he's there. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Coach Bell does. He kind of—I thought he kind of underperformed at uh, Jamestown, but uh, we'll see. You, but you—you you also, I mean, Iowa State was in the championship game. They're kind of solid, so uh, they were. They were. They were right there, and I don't really see those guys going away. So yeah, it's just tough to pick Iowa State for me to pick Iowa State. So it is. It is because it's it's a fun team to beat, but fun team to beat, fun team to root against. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and I had. You know, I've got uh, Dearborn, Arizona, um, just right outside my top five finishing going into nationals. So I don't think any, I think anybody in that top eight going into nationals, if you run into a hot goaltender, you could, you could win the whole thing, right? No doubt so, about it. No doubt about I mean, it. I mean, we saw, I think everybody, I think everybody had Lindenwood picked this past season to, uh, to win the whole thing going into nationals, right? Yep. And, uh, they came up a little short, so just ran into a little bit hotter team, and you know that's all it takes. So, so what you're what you're saying is you hope that this happens again, since you and I just pick Lindawood, and we hope that it happens again, right? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I would. You know, I'd love to see a I'd love to see a WCHL team sneak in there and and make that final four and 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 even make the final matchup. I think that would be uh, good publicity and. Uh, be a, a, a do good for the WCHL, right? Well, it'd make up for that loser commissioner they have. That's for damn sure. Wow. All right. All right, Andrew. I don't know if anybody, huh? I'm glad, glad you said that. We, <laughs> we've exhausted most people. I can't believe that we've lasted this long. If you're still listening to us, I can't believe you've lasted this long. We appreciate that. Andrew, I understand you have <laughs> a killer final thought for us on our first podcast I, of the 2019-2020 season. I do. Lay it on us, big boy. I do. So my final thought. Oh, geez. Spicy, spicy mango and raspberry sherbet. What are you talking about? Well, so I, so for all the people that are blessed to have a Brahms in their hometown, oh, geez. go to Brahms and get, and get a spicy mango and raspberry sherbet. It is absolutely to die for. Andrew, you, and you do realize. I need to hurry up and get up. You realize that Brahms is a local to Oklahoma only franchise. Well, then people are going to have to make some road trips out here because it's, you know, it's a game changer. And uh, I need to hurry up and get off this podcast so I can go get a bowl of it real quick. Spicy mango and what? Pineapple? Uh, raspberry. Oh, God. You know, who- I'll, I'll bring you some tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, pass. Hard pass. I decline. I decline that penalty. Yikes. Jeez, that was you built that final thought up just to go spicy mango and raspberry on me. I had y'all hyped up there, didn't I? And talk That's about a- disappointment! <laughs> oh my god, I thought you were gonna hey. tell me that. Uh, hey, you know we had we had uh, you know a superstar guest coming on sometime soon. We we're gonna have like the uh, musical superstar Lizzo to come on to spread all of her her good vibes and cheer, or we were gonna have uh, a Swedish band of rock and rollers coming. Oh. But no, you go spicy mango raspberry, man. I did. Over, I did. Over, it, over, it was a game changer. Yeah, file that one under over promise, under deliver. Oh no! Oh no! It's a game changer and it's a life changer. I can tell you that right yeah, now. It's a life changer, all right. It means I'll never go to Brahms again. <laughs> Jeez, you know, <laughs> had you said you know in an out burger or. Uh, you know, something, uh, something nice, something, you know, from Arizona or what's up at, uh, steak and shake is up there right across the street from the Missouri state rank, but no, you go, yeah, yeah. You, you're just trying to get on my good side with going ice cream, but you went with Sherbert. Well, you know, I, I wasn't really giving you any, uh, suggestions or, and all that. Cause I know when you went out to Arizona last season, some people gave you some uh, suggestions on places to go eat, and you and you didn't take them up on that. So, well, I 
I yeah, did. I was merely, merely throwing a thought out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah, did, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. Yeah. So, all righty. Well, hey, we're we're, how about we're that? getting back at well. How about that? You'll have to tell us how about that. Maybe send us a picture. Yikes! I don't know. Mm. Hey, um, I will. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive Andrew for what he's done. <laughs> um. <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited to be back after it we're uh, uh just two knuckleheads having fun here on the on the podcast we're excited for some acha hockey i think games get going games get going in earnest like in two or three weeks but i think andrew there's some um, acha games that actually get going next weekend or um yeah i think really I think it's labor day weekend which is crazy wow we can talk about that's early yeah, that is that's early. way too early so um but uh, yeah, let's let we can maybe we can try to get somebody on the podcast next week to uh, kind of tell us what's going on. Not an Oklahoma person, since you're going to be shaking your pom poms all the time. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 see what we can't do. Uh, we're going to try to come back every week and have a little bit of fun here with this uh, podcast. Follow the league on westernchl.com yeah. or on Twitter at westernchl. Follow. Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to start using the podcast Twitter anymore. It's kind of lame. So um, just follow us on the WCHL and we'll have fun. We'll probably you see yeah. you at a rink. That's a great time. And Next time you see Andrew over at the Oklahoma rink, he will have some jazzy raspberry and touchy mango or whatever that was that he's going to have. It's a jazzy I mango. Will. I will. Uh, spicy mango. Oh, God. Yuck. I mean, that's an that's just an affront to ice cream, spicy mango. Wow, who in the hell? Who, serious? Who dreams that up? Who sits there and says, "You know what? I'm going to put some mango and some what's it, raspberry together, and let's make it spicy mango." God, you know you 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 have made my night because you have fallen right into my trap. I knew. <laughs> If I got you with the spicy mango and raspberry sherbet, that you would lose your mind. I mean, you might as well have like fried ice cream and, and you have- Fr- fried egg ice cream. You know, yeah. I I, <laughs> I I knew I would get you with that one, and you fell right into my yeah. trap, and you have made my Yuck. evening. That's for sure. Yuck. Yeah, let's get potting soil ice cream. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yuck. All right, hey, we're uh, gonna get out of here, Andrew. Stuff. Go have your spicy raspberry and flaming mango ice cream. And um, uh, But before we do that, <laughs> send the people out of here. We appreciate you listening for 68 minutes of all this nonsense. Remember, Andrew's way too early predictions. Wildcat fans, he's got you on top. I know that uh, Chad Berman and all the folks out there in Tucson are going to love you. You'll have to go out there so you can get like a hero's welcome. They'll put the spotlight on you, bring you out on the ice. I will. Yeah, let Willie the wild. Red carpet and roses. Yeah, and, well, yeah confetti ball. And all that, it'll be it'll be fantastic. Yeah, that'll probably hang you from the rafters. Yeah, here's here's the guy who predicted us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all right. right, get us out of here, <laughs> big man. All right, everybody, have a good week. Everybody, have a good Labor Day weekend coming up. Stay safe, and we will catch you guys next week.